Letting go is a necessary part of life. And in fact, it's a part of the energetic rhythm cycle, but it's certainly not always easy. When you hold on to things, you don't allow space for the new, the fresh, and the vital to enter. So it takes wisdom to know when to let go and just what to let go of, and then courage to actually do so. Welcome to Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. I'm a state patrol wife, mama to three lively kiddos, a yoga teacher, certified NLP coach, and an energetic rhythms expert. As an energetic rhythms coach, I help action-taking women use their body's rhythms and the moon's cycle to optimize productivity and avoid burnout without letting their desire to remain in control alter their focus. And this podcast is all about doing just that and perhaps a bit more so that you can create your own path to health, harmony, and happiness. So come along with me and may this episode serve as a nudge to discover tools that could help you on your path towards more intentional living. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, welcome to episode 43 of Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. Hey, before we get too far into this episode, I want to give you a little bit of background about it. We recorded this episode way back at the end of 2020. I think it must have been October or November. I can't recall correctly, but you're going to hear some references to things from back then. Now, Pastor Dave is actually no longer my pastor. So to me, he is Dave Wiesner and he is a friend um, and a mentor and someone that I continue to glean wisdom from and nuggets of inspiration when I see him and when I um, am following him on on social media. So I'm so excited for you guys to get to experience this episode because it's perfect timing for right now in life as we are entering into or towards the fall season. And the week that this is going to be released is actually the end of a lunar cycle. So it's all about letting go. It's all about surrendering. And um, it's truly beautiful. And I've enjoyed so much getting to re-listen to it and revisit some of the concepts and ideas that Dave and I talked about. Um, But for those of you who may be listening who know Dave um, and may have some questions about timing of all of this, it was recorded two years ago. So think back two years and, and imagine how far we've come since then. Enjoy the show. I am talking today with Dave Wiesner, who happens to be at this moment my pastor. And um, I've gotten to know him over the past four or five years. I don't know. Almost five, yeah. Almost five years. And um, it's just been a real joy and light in my life. And quite honestly, he has prompted me to um, dig deeper into my own spiritual faith, which I love, and it's totally inspired me to do some things that I've probably wouldn't have considered or um, maybe would have just put on the back burner and tried to wait longer until the just the right time, um, (laughs) which there never really is, right? Well, thanks. That's really really kind, but I (laughs) 
<laughs> so yes, he doesn't know this probably, but, but he's encouraged me in my faith journey and, um, has, has played a role in that. And I'm very appreciative of that. So I have actually invited Dave on today to talk a little bit about letting go and the process of letting go and surrender. Um, But before we do, I kind of want you, Dave, to give an introduction of yourself, just a brief intro of who you are, what you do, and um, yeah, anything else you'd like the listeners to know about. Okay. Um, Hi, everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm David and, uh, I, uh, I am the pastor at Knoxville United Methodist Church right now, but I'm way more than that. And and Kathy, I think you know that. Um, I'm a philosopher. I'm a theologian. I'm a former cattle feedlot operator. Uh, I have a degree in animal science. I love animals. I love children and people. And I just love how people and things connect to each other. Um, I have a deep respect and love for for God and for uh, all of nature and uh, I just like how things work and the systems that they work within. And so I think uh, many times I, I preach and teach out of that idea of a systems and how we're all interconnected. Uh, my one sermon that I, that I joke about, but it's really true, is can God be trusted? And uh, that's my one sermon. And I've preached that for 35 years. And uh, I think that's an interesting topic. And it's, uh, it's eschatological. There you go. There's a big word for us. What does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. It, uh, eschatology means dealing with end times or end things. So the ultimate of all things. Um, yeah. So what is your ultimate, Kathy? There's a great question. And uh, you should be following that or chasing that all the time, somehow or another, whatever your eschatological end ending is, whatever your end times are, you should be working towards that somehow or another. But most it's of the time, funny that you know. say that because I have yeah. this posted on my desk right here. That is it a question to myself that asks me and reminds me, am I living in a way that helps me get to where I want to go? Yeah, there you go. And yeah. that's the same thing. That's exactly what you're saying right there yeah, is right. how am I living and how does that, in my mind, how does that, um, how does that reflect God in my life and yeah, and sharing yeah. my light? And yeah. I don't know. And can That's we trust a, that process? Yeah. Right? Can we trust the process? Can we trust? Can we trust the fact that we're even uh, thinking correctly? That we're not all just a little crazy, which I think we probably are all a little crazy, right. particularly now with the COVID and everything, but uh, everything we're going through. Yeah. Right. Um. Another thing that you just recently said in your little intro is that you you just appreciate life and and basically how things are all connected. And that's one of the great things that I think I've I've taught for a long time to my students also is the interconnectedness of everything. And that's what yoga teaches us is that everything is connected. So no matter um no matter how small or how big, they're all connected and they're all created by one source and and that everything kind of works together to um to flow with life i just was saying that's one of the things that i appreciate about you is you do understand that interconnectedness of everything and that one little piece bumps another piece which pushes another piece and then everything is interconnected whether it's our emotional our intellectual uh our physical it's all it's all hooked together we need to be aware of that and understand that. It is. It is. 
All right. So today we're talking specifically about surrender and letting go and kind of the reason that I bring this up and I think of this is because it is a, it's kind of a key element in what I teach students and, and in learning to live and adopt a lifestyle that cultivates health, harmony, and happiness. Um, If we hold on so tightly to things that maybe are no longer serving us, then it only creates more pain and suffering in our lives, right? Right. This is a hard concept and idea to master, definitely. And I don't know that it's actually one that you master until you are towards the end of life. Um, that, that most people, I would say, in my opinion, because it's hard. It just takes practice. It takes practice to surrender and to um, to go with the flow. But it's one that, with intentionality, can become easier. Would you agree? I I, I would, and if I'd even uh, go a little further, Kathy, and say I'm a little bit suspect of someone who says they have it all figured out and they've mastered this. Um, I'm always, I always want to take a step back and like, oh, really? Um, so uh, I think we're all pilgrims on the journey. We're all learners in the process. And we can share with each other and help each other grow by saying, oh, how did that, how'd that work for you when you did this and that, that sort of thing? So, um, so yeah. Um, uh, it's about being in community and, and sharing those experiences, too. Yeah, I do think that. And I hope that someday as I grow more mature, um, uh, that I will become that fully actualized person. And, and, uh, uh, for me, it'd be fully in Christ somehow or another or perfected in that for somebody else. It might be something different. Um, when you talk about letting go, one of the things that, that I have learned and, and, you know, there's a lot of religious, uh, focus on letting go, whether you're, whether you're any of the major world religions, most of the world religions focus on just letting go and emptying yourself and you end up as an empty vessel. Um, Christianity for me particularly is, uh, is, is, is yes, the letting go, but then not stopping there. I have to then refill with what we would call the Holy spirit. And, and so fill my heart, fill my soul with goodness, joy, mercy, grace, hope. And, uh, you know, we live in a, we live in a, a world right now, which wants to fill you up with all kinds of bad things. And, uh, if you empty yourself, and don't fill yourself back up with some of that really, really good stuff. Uh, you will end up taking on some of that bad stuff that's out there rolling around, and and that will be uh, you'll be worse off than you were to begin with. So that's kind of a piece I think about too about letting go. So both with letting go, you also have to be willing to take in, but be very careful about what you take in to re to replace what you're letting go. It's such a good point. Um, I I when you said this, realized that I teach this a lot to my students as well in. Um, in filling themselves with light, right? So we are getting rid of kind of the dark elements. And sometimes it's a good visual for people to use is that um, some of those, those elements of yourself or those characteristics that we know that we want to work on, maybe their shadow qualities. um, How do we let go of those, but let in the light, the joy, the, the happiness that to fill those spaces so that we can shine brighter in the world. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, as we've talked, and and we talked a little bit before the interview, but um, it seems to me that there's, uh, at least I can identify two types of letting go in my life, and maybe you you as well. There's this internal letting go of my stuff, and then there's a letting go of all the stuff that other people seem to place on us on a regular basis. And 
how do we let go? Letting go of those two things can be really different or really similar. And so how, what are those things that other people are placing on us that we just don't need that? And we need to let go of that. And what are the things that I place on myself that I really don't need that? Why am I carrying that along? And so I've, I have some, some stories and some ideas about, about those that might be helpful for us too. So yeah, let's do that. What do those look like? So what are, what do some of the things that um, others put on us that we need to let go of or that we could consider letting go of? What are some of those things? Oh my God. Or examples. Yeah. Especially in a systems uh, thinking uh, uh, other people's anxiety. When we take that on, their anxiety becomes our anxiety. And then we carry that around trying to fix that. We become codependent then to use that term. And, and then that just, uh, that just pulls us into a whole other arena and, and may take us away from the very place that we want to go. I'm reminded of Edwin Friedman and his, uh, his fables, particularly his most famous one. And you can find that in a little book that he wrote uh, called Edwin uh, the fables of Edward Friedman, Friedman, F-R-E-E-D-M-A-N. And he has this fable of uh, the the person that's walking across a bridge to the rest of their life. I think I've shared this with you before, the, the basis of it. It's it's so powerful. And I just keep I just keep bringing this back to myself all the time. And this person is walking across the bridge to the rest of their life. And all of a sudden, another person, one they know, runs up to them. And this could actually be your inner child or your inner self that does this to you. And uh, they throw you the other end of a rope tied around their waist and jump over the edge of the bridge and yell on their way down, save me, save me. My life is in your hands. You can save me. And uh, and and so you brace yourself, you hang on to the rope and you hold them. And then there you are. You can't move on to the rest of your life because you're stuck holding their stuff. You're stuck holding this person on the bridge to the rest of your life. And you see the rest of your life moving and you can't get there because you're busy holding on to this person which could be yourself or could be another person. And finally, you yell down and say, you have to start climbing the rope. And they yell back up, oh, no, no, that's not my job. You're going to save me. It's your job to save me. And we can see that in ourselves and in our relationships at times. Finally, the person in Friedman's Fable says, I'm going to count to three and I'm going to let go of the rope if you don't start climbing. And the person goes, no, no, my life is in your hands. And the person on the bridge counts to three, let's go of the rope. And walks to their future. Oh my! Yeah, goodness. yeah. That's, so powerful. It's so powerful. It's heartbreaking, and yet it's exhilarating at the same time, isn't it? Yeah. So what what are those things that we've done to ourselves, perhaps, where we've tied a rope around our own waist and thrown ourselves over the bridge and said, "Hang on, you can't go to the future because you have to do this," or that someone in our family or in our relationships has done that to us. Yeah, I mean, I can think of numerous times in my yeah. life yeah. that I have done this to myself. Maybe you've been in a civic group or something and they need a secretary and they look look at you and they say, won't you be our secretary? And you come home from the meeting and say, I don't know why I did that. Well, <laughs> Maybe you're asked to be on the preschool board oh, and it, your husband it. says, no, I'm joking. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. So there's Wait one. a second. Let's just get this clear. I like the preschool and I'm going to be on the preschool board. <laughs> Love you for that. Um, so there's one story. Another one is one that I've kind of developed myself, and it is that you're on your journey in your life. And as you journey, you journey with other people. So, uh, so Kathy, you and I are on this journey together. You know, we're walking along in our journey and uh, ultimately we're going to run into roadblocks. Everybody does. 
COVID is going to be a roadblock, for mm-hmm. instance, or a, a business change will be a roadblock, or a change in well, our, our 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 health position will be a roadblock. And and uh, it's it's been my experience that if we're willing to to look around, there's always an instrument that allow us to get around through or over that roadblock lying by, by beside the side of the road. And we have to be willing to look for that instrument and then use it. Now, here's the interesting part. My experience is with, with myself and others, once we get through that roadblock, we want to carry that instrument with us the rest of our lives, thinking that we'll need it again. Yeah, you just Not, talked about this, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Not being willing to trust that that whatever the next roadblock is, we'll have an instrument by it that'll allow us to get through it too. Can we trust the process enough or the journey enough or the, the, uh, the most powerful one, uh, the God in our life, the, uh, the, our higher power? Can we trust that there will be that next instrument so then we don't have to walk along our journey being encumbered with all this stuff that we've carried all these years because we used it once and it worked and it'll probably work again. So I don't care whether it's civic groups or churches or personal families or whatever. Think of all this baggage we carry along. That if we just trusted tomorrow, we wouldn't have to carry that stuff at all. Yeah. Now, how do we, so totally? And 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 when we carry it, we don't leave it for the next people that come along. Yes, and it. that's the point that I also loved from that scenario is that you're not helping others yeah. by holding on to it and by right. holding on to things that um, it's almost as though you have this fear that you can't let go of because, right. because it's helped you in the past, Yeah, but yeah. it may not be serving you anymore. Yeah. So, so you're going to ask me, and I know what's that really look like, but it, put it in real terms. What does that look like when you let go of something and, and and I've been kind of thinking about that too. Actually, I've spent a lifetime thinking about that. But I would say um, when I when I go on to a vacation time or when I take a respite time, um, I usually come back renewed and 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 with some new resolve. I probably let go of some things. And that's kind of your job when you do that. Is you get away, you gain perspective. You think about why am I carrying this? I don't need to carry this. And you let it, you lay it down and let go of some of those things. You let go of that rope and you walk on to your future. So when you come back, you're ready to go. So I will say this when I see, when I see persons that have bought a new car, sometimes you might think, well, why are they buying a new car? You might also think they've made a change. They've let go of something to get something new. You might say, my best friend just got her haircut and she got a whole new do and got her hair completely different than she's ever had it before. You might just think it's about getting her haircut, but it's not. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> She's let go. She's just let go of a whole lot of stuff. And you could ask her, you could walk over and ask your friend and say, hey, what, what did you just let go of? I mean, I see your new haircut and that's, that's, that's so cool. But what, what else is going on in your life right now? And she'll just, she'll just erupt because she wants to share the, all this new. Am I making sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wow. I did that when I, <laughs> yep, I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> cut my hair off in the spring and or the summer or sometime. And I'm kind of thinking I'm ready to grow it back out again, which is interesting, well, right? I mean, it's go. an interesting concept. And I've, I've told people that and they just kind of look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like that's what's going on in my life now. Now I'm ready to grow back again and I'm ready yeah. to, to grow into something new. So 
Yeah. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. I've got a pair of shoes that I need to, that I need to replace. They actually have a hole in them and I keep wearing them. And what my wife says, why don't you replace those shoes? But I know it means something that it'll be a change. And I know that when I do actually get that different pair of shoes, you can know, you won't have to ask me or anything. You say, Oh, he's got new shoes on. Uh, but I will have made a change in some things and let go of some things. And so. So yeah. interesting because I need new shoes as well. And I have <laughs> two pairs in my Amazon shopping cart right now and they're just sitting there. So what waiting. is it before you can buy those shoes? Something is hanging <laughs> on to, you know, so I, I don't know. mean to be, I don't mean to be a psychological with you here. But, You're not. Uh, I love that. This is, yeah. this is how my brain thinks. Yeah. And I know. honestly, I know. a lot of my students look at me like, Oh, you're good. Why are you saying that to me? You're good. <laughs> well, it's because it's it's universal, isn't it? These yeah. things are universal. We all it absolutely it. is. We all deal with it all the time, and uh, you know, I struggle to let go. Oh my goodness, this is this is painful. That's the other thing I want to say. Letting go is really freedom, and it's really cool when you do it. You get this, you get this big adrenaline jump, and it's so awesome but it's also painful. And if you think letting go won't be painful, you've just let go of the rope and you don't know what happened to that person on the other end. And so even as you walk to your future, it's a little bittersweet because you're letting go of some memories. You may be letting go of a relationship that you had. You may have to let go of a person that maybe has died and you just haven't let go of them yet somehow or another. You know, there's all this stuff that we're complicated people, but it, 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 letting go is a painful thing. Change doesn't come easy for us. Right. And, and learning that it, that it is a process and learning the process of letting go and surrender, um, is also that we can like tune into that inner guidance, tune into the higher being and go with the flow of life. And that's what I think. That's what I think we also learn out of this is that it teaches us to align with that highest good and flow instead of going against things. Here's an interesting metaphor, I guess, that I've recently in the past few weeks been thinking about. Why do some leaves on the trees just hold on and hold on and hold on and hold on and they don't let go? I mean, we have brown leaves on our trees at home and they're not letting go. And I just think that's interesting, metaphorically speaking, when you consider people and how sometimes we can be like that too. We can be like those trees that don't ever want to let go yeah, of the tight. leaves mm-hmm. and just holding mm-hmm. on tight. I honestly don't know what that does to trees or why they do that, but it makes me wonder if there is something like, how does it impact them? Do you know? Well, if you're a red oak, you always hold on to your trees and on your leaves. If you're a white oak, you drop them early. So I don't know, but there are differences. There are differences in trees, just like there's differences in people. And I will just say this too, that different people can hang on to things for differently than other people. And so you're going to walk to your own rhythm and you have to find your own rhythm on when you let go or, or when you hang on. And, and it's different for everybody, just like everybody grieves differently. Everybody loves a little bit differently. Everybody comes to that in this process of letting go. As much as we want to codify it and say, this is how you do it. Step one, step two, step three. Um, it doesn't always go that way. And uh, you as a yoga instructor, I, I, I know that you said before, I've just picked up a little bits here and there, that there are people that are ready for this particular step, but they really struggle with this other step over here, which you'd see as more elementary perhaps. But 
they they jump to this and they're good at that, but so everybody's different. Right. And, so mentally, uh, emotionally, that's they're just at a different place than the person next to them potentially. Yeah. So that comes back to the are you okay? Yeah, you're okay. It's all right to be a little different. It's okay if you haven't let go of X, Y, Z. Uh, and the other thing yet. to remember is those trees do eventually let go of those old leaves. Absolutely. So it's all in the right season and it's mm-hmm. all in the right timing for them. About being productive, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we talked about one type of letting go. Did we talk about both of them? Well, I kind of think I did a little bit. I um, think you did too. Both Those are both, uh, you can interchange internal, external, but uh, sometimes I think it's easier to deal with the external than it is the internal. <laughs> hmm, elaborate on that. Well, maybe it's just easier for me. I don't know. But sometimes I can just uh, make a list of all that stuff that I can make a to-do list of all the things. If I just get this done, that I'll get I'll get this done for this person and that done for that person and this done for that person. And then I'll kind of have that, that off of me a little bit and I'll feel better about that. You know, if I just get to work and get my work done, but some of the deeper things that you're really talking about and I'm really talking about are more personal, long-term kinds of things, changes that happen in our lives. And when it comes to that, um, I use a lot of, of, of uh, William Bridges work on uh, change and transition. And his thoughts here are that there's a change that takes place. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's a relationship issue. Maybe it's a death in the family. Who knows what it might be? It might be a COVID uh, pandemic. That change happens. And you don't have a choice on it. It's just going to happen to you, around you, with you. But you are going to then transition into that. And that's going to take the time. Um, you may transition slowly. You may transition quickly. Some people will run ahead of the transition and just say, I'm there already. I've already, I've already made it to where I'm going. Other people, they won't leave just like the leaves on a tree. They just will never, they'll never fall off. They won't leave where they were. I'm not going to accept COVID no matter what happens, or I'm not going to accept the fact that I'm not in relationship with this person anymore. I'm just not, um, or I'm running ahead and yes, I'm accepting all of this, or I'm in the middle and I'm not sure. Some days I feel like this, some days I feel like that. And so how we transition, I think goes back to those things that we were kind of talking about earlier. What are what what are your base values and and what do you what are you striving for in your life? And what what is your life, what's the meaning of your life? And can you trust the journey? So where's the journey headed? Where do you think the journey's headed? That's a great question to just sit and talk about and philosophize about that a little bit. Where are we headed? Where are yeah. you headed? I think yeah. it's interesting that you bring up transitions because um, what I see for the majority of people that I work with um, through yoga, transitions are the most difficult thing in oh, their absolutely. yoga practice, absolutely. in their yoga practice. Yeah. you And yoga, they yeah, don't equate the movement transition to real life transitions. So mm-hmm. I frequently am bringing that up saying, well, how do you transition through life? Or I'll give them the affirmation transitions are easy for me, or I transition easily and effortlessly. And by changing that mindset shift, ultimately, once they begin to pick up those transitions on their mat, somehow 
it is going to reflect in their life. And I know that because it, it's just like any sort of movement pattern um, or anything that we're doing. If you're struggling with a transition on a through through um, something basic on a yoga mat, surely you're going to struggle through transitions in life. I think it depends on what the transition is, definitely, because some transitions are easier than others for some people. Um, and that yeah. difficult, the difficult transition and change may be the very thing, the pain of that may be the very thing you need that I need to allow me to get to that next place. I may need the pain of that. And so many people, and myself included, I don't want the pain. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll push back against the pain saying, oh, no, no, the pain threshold, I don't want to go there. But in fact, pain's not necessarily a bad thing. It, it, it tells us this, that's a tender area. And then when we find the pain, then we, can, then we can go and we can say, now, what's happening here? And why am I feeling this pain? And what's, why is that transition difficult for me? Um, the issue, I don't think, is the transition and the pain as much as our unwillingness to take the time to be self, uh, self-aware and introspective into what I'm feeling and what's happening with me personally in my life. And I think that's where, that's where your work is so va- very, very, very important to, Absolutely. Uh, to give people, people the time. People, that is, that is one of the biggest things is that people don't want to take the time. You're completely right. Um, because it's hard and it's uncomfortable and I like to use the uncomfortable instead of pain because, and I I use that. that with, um, especially with like prenatal yoga and even giving birth to, to children. Like that is, if I could train my brain to think of it as uncomfortableness that I'm going to go through for a short amount of time, (laughs) intense uncomfortableness, then I can get to the other side. Yeah. Right. And when you think about childbirth, think of the amazing miracle that's on the other side, but you can't get there without a lot of intense uncomfortableness, Exactly. but it's so beautiful on the other side. And that's just like the transitions that we're talking about. That's just like the letting go is that yes, it could be painful or very uncomfortable, but what's waiting for you. If you can trust, if you can trust God and trust that, um, that, you're being held in something higher than just this moment right now, it's going to be better. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Let me throw you a curveball with that as well. Um, and I know that once you get into childbirth or you get to that place, there's no backing away. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, your body goes on automatic <laughs> and you don't have a choice. You're just in for the ride. But I think there are times when the world will tell us, you need to make a change or, or this change is here and you need to transition through it. And we might be able to say to ourselves, you know, I'm not ready for that, number one. Or number two, my value system is different than the world's. Uh, Therefore, I value things differently. And this thing that you say that I need to embrace is not something for me. That's just another person that ran across the bridge and tied tied a rope around their waist and jumped off. Um, I need to actually hold on and not change and transition in the midst of this thing. It's happening. So uh, I, I kind of totally. yeah, as I get older, I'm, I'm more willing to say, you know, that's just not my thing. Uh, when I'm younger, I'm saying, hey, change is good. All change is good. How do you, you know, differentiate? How do you decide? I, How do you I, know? Well, that's, that's wisdom. That's yeah. wisdom. And I think, you know, by making mistakes, I don't think, you know, by doing everything correctly all the time. 
I think you can you tell that to Huck, please. (laughs) I would love to. (laughs) Someday he's going to be in therapy and he's going to call himself a recovering perfectionist. I just know it. Hopefully. (laughs) No. Well, a lot of us are and uh, uh, both of those and and that's okay too, as long as we are recovering. Um, uh, But uh, no, your family's beautiful and uh, I love every one of them. Oh boy. So yeah, I don't know how you, um, how you decide other than yes, making mistakes and age and time and how you, how you respond to things and how you decide what to let go of and when to let go of it. Yeah. I think, I think having a, having somebody that you can bounce things against, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a a special friend, whether it's a counselor, uh, whether it's, uh, what maybe you have a sacred text that you refer back to, but something that grounds you and something that kind of keeps you held in that place. Why does the tree decide not to let go of the leaves? Or why does the tree decide to let go of the leaves now at this season? Um, I I think there's something, and I think as you grow, you kind of understand what it is that you're about and and, uh, what this particular season allows you or asks you to do. And you can either um, be compelled to follow that or kind of hold back against that a little bit. I think that's wisdom. At least I hope I think it is. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought of something else when you were talking. I don't know. I was just too present to remember now. It I happens. guess. <laughs> yeah. You'll you'll think of it as soon as we as soon as we I hang know. up the call. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um I don't know, but it's it's definitely just a process of letting go and, and to learn to be in the moment and to be present so that, so that those things that we could hold on to, um, that may cause us more pain and, and more uncomfortableness, or we think, we think that they, um, we think that they're good for us, but they're actually causing us pain and uncomfortableness need to go. Like that's, that's just a process of learning how and, and when to do that. You're exactly right. Yeah. So from a religious or Christian standpoint, I would simply go on to that too and say that uh, for me, God is the eternal now who is always in the present moment. And my job is to join God in that present moment and not be in the past too much and not be in the future too much. Although as the eternal now, God is always in all of the past and always in all of the future as well as God is in all of the present. And so as long as you are participating and fully participating in life, you would be in that eternal now somehow or another, but to not be trapped in one place or the other, but to experience all of that, it's okay to plan for the future. It's okay to remember the past. We should do both of those. And yet at the same time, we need to be active and not, not aware of those things that are happening in the present time as well. So yeah. And to remain unattached to the outcome and unattached to um I don't yeah, I don't want to say unattached to the past but but just allowing for whatever needs to happen and whatever God needs whatever God has planned I guess to happen and unfold. How do you do spiritually. that? Kathy? That's really that is really really hard. I and, know. Uh, I know. I I've, I've spent a lifetime working at that and and, you know, I preach about it, I talk about it, I teach about it, and yet the doing part is really difficult to do that. It absolutely is. And that's, 
that's why I think you have to practice mindfulness techniques. Yeah. You I have to this- practice things that bring you so into the into the present moment that you're in tune with your um your highest good, which the light inside of you, I consider to be Jesus inside of me and the Holy Spirit, and spending time learning and meditating on that and listening for that, listening for that guidance. Absolutely. Um, I think our, our disciplines, our spiritual disciplines, our physical disciplines, our emotional disciplines are really key to that whole process. Yeah, it's being intentional. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just really all it is. We could go about our day just checking things off the list and moving through life, um, doing what we supposedly need to do. But until we can stop and and be intentional and really um, get quiet to listen. And it's right. hard to get quiet. It's really hard when your mind is racing with all the right. things that that are right. going on in life these days. Right. Um, but it is possible. And you've shared with me, you know, when you're fishing, that's one of the, one of the best times and ways that you, um, that you get in touch with that, that oneness as well. I do when I'm, when I'm sitting in a, standing in a trout stream and, and you just, you're just there and it's just, it's just the most amazing, peaceful thing. I've experienced the same thing when I've been on bicycles, uh, riding a lot. I've, I've, over the years, I've ridden a lot of miles on bicycles and the same kind of thing where, where you just become one with the whole thing and, and you're just moving through that, whether it's, whether it's yoga, whether, whatever it might be. Um, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. for me, it's the, that connection with nature is just so powerful for me. And I know it is for a lot of people. But, uh, I agree. Likewise, it's, it is, um, it's just a great reminder that like we talked about in the beginning, all things are connected and yeah. Yeah. everything, everything from the, the blade of grass growing to gosh, the clouds in the sky. I don't know. To our innermost thoughts. I believe that when we die, eschatological, here we go, end things again. So the ultimate end things. I think that when we finally get to that point um, and we're received into the presence of the Holy One, somehow or another, and this this in this amazing universe that we live in, I think we're all just going to be shocked and we're all going to stand there and go like, oh my goodness, if I had only known how it was that we were all connected this way, I would have acted better. I would have done better. I would have been better. I would have thought better. I would have loved better. Uh, I would have cared better. And yet, uh, we, we are these, this human being and we're, and we're struggling to find that place. And so, um, yeah, I, I think there's way, way, way more than, than I think the secrets of the universe are locked up within us somehow or another. They're locked up within that tree branch that doesn't let go of the leaves. They're locked up within us. Uh, and, and your practice of yoga or mine of a trout stream or, or, or sitting by the pond fishing, whatever it might be in meditation, those things help us unlock little pieces of that. So I think those keys are really, uh, I, I think all the secrets of the universe are somehow contained within us. And uh, there's a kind of a big philosophical piece. Of I love it. I think we're such powerful creatures and we don't even have any idea yes. how powerful we are. Yes. And we, yeah. And it's about learning how to get in touch with that and learning how to, um, to connect with that oneness. That, so why wouldn't God. we want to? So why wouldn't we want to? We live in a society that's just, uh, just seems like they're so excited about 
the self and all out for their self and doing their own thing and being at the center of and uh, and being a little bit violent and a little bit uh, 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 out there. Um, and I don't I don't understand that always. I'm I'm like, wow, um, you, you, don't you see the interconnectedness here? And maybe that's maturity. Maybe it's wisdom or maybe it's just a different mindset. I don't know. Or a worldview. I'm not sure. But. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you uh, a question that I ask all of my guests, and you've probably answered it in some way or another already in this um, segment. But how does all of this, and I mean, this is your career, so it's it's kind of evident already, but how does this idea of letting go, of surrender, how does that, that cultivate more health, harmony, and happiness in your life? Oh, that's a big question. You know it is. I know. Um, I know it um, is. And and I'm just going to give you a real and a real simple answer that's going to seem like I haven't thought about it much, but obviously I have because as you said, this is my career and this has been my life, but but if I can trust God, and I believe that I can in all things, then I can find peace. And you know, you might want to think of it as a, a, as a nirvana or a, a place of, 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 of holiness, or a place of, uh, of rest, a place of perfection, whatever that might be, however you understand that. But I enter that place um, with this giving away of all that I think I have to be, and then refilling with this goodness, with love, joy, peace, grace, hope. And I become this peaceful individual who lives in harmony with with my neighbor and my God or my higher power and even within myself. And I don't need to abuse myself. I don't need to abuse you or my children or my grandchildren or the neighbors or or the person down the street. I I don't need to do that because I have no need to I, uh, because I'm at peace with all of that. And so so this whole system that we're talking about becomes a little more at peace because I'm at peace. And if you're at peace, then we become a little more within the whole system. We move the whole thing a little bit closer, some kind of a spiritual uh, uh, signal or a notice uh, within, within our souls. And there's just a comfort level of a peace and a, a hope and a joy that fills us. And uh, I wish I could be there all the time. I'm not. Um, but I'm, but I do get there, and I am there occasionally, and it's wonderful when 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 I'm there. And uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Okay. One final question: What's yeah. one thing that you're doing right now um, to be more mindful? Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot that we're honestly doing with COVID, but one thing you yourself um, to to just invite mindfulness into your life. Well, um, I've made a decision to change. And you know about this. And uh, I've shared with my church that I've made a decision to change my life. And for the last 35 years, I've been the pastor. And uh, next June, I'll no longer be a full-time pastor in United Methodist Church. I've decided to retire. And uh, the focus is not to retire to nothing, but the focus is to retire then to my spouse 
to my to my children and grandchildren, my fourteen grandchildren, and to retire into uh, into this idea of mindfulness. And so there's some woodworking in my future that I'm really <laughs> that I'm really excited about. Um, I have all ten fingers at this point. I want to keep those, but uh, knock on wood. Yeah, and so there's a little more trout fishing that's going to happen and uh, those kind of things. But it, it's a real it's a real definite change away from uh, being concerned about what my career, my job requires of me, and what does my God require, and what do I feel within my heart that so I'm moving into a new to a new season of my life and i'm making that change and it's both exhilarating and scary and it's sad and it's fun and uh so it contains all those things and uh so and it's a transition really, it's a transition <laughs> i've the, yeah the change has been announced now i have to transition my life and my heart into that and so uh yeah so that for me that and that's kind of a heavy duty one but yeah um, that's it. That's what I'm doing right now. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's rocking my world, you know? So, yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome. I just congratulations on making that decision and on doing that because it is going to invite the opportunity for you to be more mindful, um, not only towards your family, but also in, in things and, um, projects that you really enjoy doing and, yeah. and you don't have that the stress weighing over you of, of the career that you have been carrying right. um, that requires you to be connected with so many others and be a right. listener, be an ear, be, be that, that person that as a congregation, we tend to lean on or, or ask for advice, or ask to be on podcasts, whatever it may be. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to miss some of that. I mean, I'm, you know, so I, I'm, I might do some writing. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've got a lot of writing that maybe I just need to somehow keep that whole thing flowing a bit. So I don't know. I may do some, some spiritual discernment for folks, or with folks, or do some spiritual leading. Um, I don't know. Um, but I'm open to where God brings me and into where I'm going. And so I'm not saying the church has been, has run to me and uh, tied a right. rope around the way. <laughs> and I wasn't saying edge. that either, I'm, but. I'm not necessarily saying that, although at times. That, <laughs> exactly. Whatever career you're in, there's that aspect of that as well. But, uh, but I am saying, yeah, this new thing is uh, kind of interesting and uh, I'm excited for what, uh, for what lies, uh, lies ahead. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show today. I really appreciate it. I know we've been talking about this for quite some time, and um, I'm glad that this is one of my uh, pillar episodes of relaunching, I guess, if you will. Um, so enjoy your afternoon, and um, yeah. Well, thank you, Kathy. We'll kind I'm of sign to off. be on here with you, and you know, I think the world of you, and and uh, love your family, and uh, so thank you. I appreciate the time as well. Yeah. Absolutely. It's always great to catch up with you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, help us grow this podcast by sharing it with even just one other person. And it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment of your time to write a review. Your comments and feedback are what help me continue to bring you topics and guests that can help you and others on their journey in creating health, 
harmony, and happiness. Remember to head on over to cairnyogawellness.com to get the show notes and links from today's episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Karen Yoga Wellness and to continue connecting with more resources that could help you enhance health, harmony, and happiness in your own life, subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again for listening.